Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Louetta Roshke, your host, and I've got Don Kennedy in the house with me. And we are in Psalms 19. We did a recap. Now we're ready to start fresh with verse 11. And uh, we're talking about the Word of God and all the different names for the Word and what they mean and how they apply to us. And, and it's just it's just beautiful. Uh, how God lays out his word and he says come on I invite you into this word I invite you to come in and sit and sup with me and commune with me in this word so verse 11 so let's back up so so we'll know what he's talking about uh, the statutes of the Lord the commandments of the Lord uh, the fear of the Lord is clean and during forever the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. In uh, the Amplified, it says, Moreover, by them your servant is your servant warned, reminded. It means reminded, illuminated, and instructed. Yes, I, sign me up for that, God. Yes. Sign me up. Moreover, by your statutes, by your precepts, by your laws, uh, by your commandments, by your judgments, your servant is warned. That's not like, you better watch it. It's, a, it's an instructional uh, safety. safety. It's a, a safety boundary. net, safety boundary. safety boundary. And it's also, it's a reminder. This is what the Word of God says. This is life. This is the way, walking in it. And this is the way. Right. That's what I was getting at a minute ago. Yeah. Like if I'm on a diet... And I'm trying to lose weight. I eat a bag of cookies. Well, I'm not going to lose weight. That was my consequence. And, right. it may, and it may have other consequences because I brought my blood sugar up or I did whatever. And so there, the word is like that. He gives us all these safe boundaries, tells us what we can and can't do. He addresses us. But he addresses the hard things, too. You know, if you do this, it's going to bring this kind of fruit mm -hmm. on you. It's, it's going to bring this consequence. And we live in a society today where there's no consequence. You know, nobody wants any consequences. Right. And so they look at God like he's mean because he's telling them you can't go do this or you can't go do that. It's not because he's trying to be... Uh, a browbeater he's he's trying to keep you safe he's trying right. to bring you higher in his love mm -hmm. and so we just have to change our perspective about mm -hmm. how we look at it yeah and give the lord give the holy spirit and invite the holy spirit give him permission to warn you give him permission to convict you let me tell you something real quick i've said it right right uh conviction draws you to god Condemnation pulls you away from God. So the voice, whenever God points out something that um, needs to be removed out of your life, that's He's warning you. Uh, that's there's going to be consequences. He's warning you that is sin. It is a loving act, and it draws you to Him. The devil likes to come and bring up your past and the me and tell you what a mess you are right now, and 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 to say, who are you to go to God? Who are you to stand before you? Him. Who are you? Who are you? And it's it's not about it's who we are in Him. It's Him, and so it keeps you. It's it's designed condemnation designed to keep you away from intimacy and fellowship with God. Uh, but in verse eleven it says, uh, "By them is your servant warned, reminded, illuminated, and instructed. And in keeping them, there is great reward. There is great reward in keeping them." Now. 
uh, I'm for reward too. I like the, I want the warning and I want the reward, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with that. He said we can have it. So in verse 11 says, uh, excuse me, verse, and in keeping them, there is great reward. So we, we're, we are to keep those. But verse 12, okay, we're, we're fixing to get in it here. Amplified says, Psalms 19, 12, who can discern his lapses and errors? Clear me from hidden and unconscious faults. And the New Living, it says, how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. In the uh, New King James, who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. And so there are things that we are not even aware of, secret things that are hidden, that are concealed. Uh, they hide carefully in our lives. They They're, drive us. They drive us. And they, and they, they are hidden. In the lexicon it says, uh, to a man to whom his way is hidden, who does not know how to escape from calamities, that's what happens when you have those secret, secret sins. Um, the, so the enemy likes to conceal himself in li- in your life, uh, in so your finances. <clears throat> right. Well, in, in Genesis, it talks about that sin is lurking at your door. Sin is lurking, is crouching at your door. It talks it like sin, like a like a ravenous wolf crouching at your door, sniffing around, looking for an inroad, a place to get in. And so that that is what sin is. And the enemy, he's looking for an inroad. And uh, the thing is, if, if we open the door, give him a tiny place, he, he comes in and he, he begins to spoil the whole thing. He begins to bring uh, great um, destruction all over because the enemy doesn't play fair. He doesn't stay relegated to want to that one area of your life, that one arena of your life. He doesn't do that. And so uh, one of the names for uh, Beelzebub, uh, for the devil is Beelzebub. Beelzebub, one of the names for Beelzebub, what it means is the Lord of the flies. So if he gets an opening, he comes in with a whole swarm of flies uh, flies in the ointment, getting in every area of your life because there's an inroad there. Uh, so we have to close that thing off, but we have to know there's an inroad. And many times the enemy operates in cloaks and daggers and darkness and shrouds and, and shadows and, and lies and deception and seductions. And so, no, right, that's good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he wants to hide his identity. Right. He, because, an enemy hidden is an enemy you can't defeat. An enemy un- undetected is one that will overtake you. And so the Holy Spirit, and many times just through the Word, will illuminate, right? Uh, it will, like in verse 11, by them your servant is illuminated, reminded, and instructed, warned. And so those areas of your life, those errors, those secret things, uh, God is coming. He comes in great mercy, in great grace, in great love, but also in great truth. And there is, uh, you know, how blessed it is if we live a life that is uncompromised. Uh, what blessings and reward we experience whenever we're w- not walking in compromise, double-mindedness, and dabbling in the sin, uh, you know, walking one foot in the world or one foot 
in the kingdom of God. Uh, beloved, that will bring confusion. That will bring pain. Uh, that will bring torment. Uh, that will take you to a place you don't want to be. And so the enemy wants to, if, okay, if you're a Christian, he really, you know, if you're, if you don't even know God, then he know he's already got you. But, and, and he's got a hold on you, but it can be broken off, you know, by accepting Christ and, and, uh, letting his word guide and direct you. Those, those areas of life will be broken. But there's that, whenever we are compromised, the, the enemy comes against Christians with compromise and seduction secrets and lies, hidden errors and faults, and makes excuses for them. Well, I, I'm i this way. I'm operating in this because this happened to me, and this was done. When really you should just repent, you know what? Yeah, that did happen, but I had a choice to make. I responded in the wrong way. I did the wrong thing, or I could have chosen to turn and go a different way. Uh, no matter if my family were all alcoholics or no matter if uh, there was all these things in my life, uh, in my family before me, I still have a choice. And when we take that responsibility and we own it, we own our behavior, we own our attitudes, we own our actions, and we take them before God and say, God, I don't want to behave this way. I don't want to be this way. I don't want to talk this way. I don't want to act this way. I don't want to be involved in this sin. Set me free. In fact, if you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior, wow, this is your day. It's so simple. It will be life. It'll be eternally life-changing. Just say, Lord, come into my life. I invite you in. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from my secret faults and my my uh, errors. Uh, Forgive me, O oh God. Wash me, cleanse me, purify me. Set me free from these addictions. Set me free from these wrong attitudes and motives. And set me free from these lies, O oh God. I have sinned. I have sinned. And I, but I receive your salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, call our prayer line 866-241-0579. We want to pray with you and rejoice with you and send you some scriptures. But it's that knowing it's my sin. It isn't, you know, you can be 60 years old. And still be your life being a mess. I love you, so I'm just going to say this. You can be 60 years old, 70 years old, 80 years, 80 years old, and still uh, excusing behavior that is bringing destruction and that is sin and is bringing you down. And because of what happened to you as a child, my beloved, that is a ploy of the enemy because you can stand up and you can he's accept Christ. You. Yeah, he's still controlling you because those generational things and you can break those things off. And so you, you can step into the life that God has for you. You can step into the freedom and the joy and the abundance that God has for you today. And, you know, but it takes that uh, taking off the mask and, and throwing down the excuses and the compromises. You know, well, you know, so my mother was an alcoholic and was married six times, which is absolutely true in my life. That's what happened. And many things happen because of that situation. But you know what? That doesn't say, give me the right to have six divorce. It doesn't give me that permission. I don't have to hide. I don't have to stay bound in that. I don't have to be stay a victim to that. I don't have to be powerless. Right. I have a choice. I have to take that responsibility and repent and just say, okay, here it is. I give it to you. I'm not going to walk in that. I let it go. Now, Father, take me up higher. Change my perspective. Change my heart. Change my thinking. Change my motives. Help me, Father, to walk in that new perspective that you have for me. And so this is this is that, okay? Those secret things, don't keep them in the secret. Take them to God. 
Okay? You don't have to go tell everybody in the world, okay, I've did this, I've done that. No, you take them to God. Here's the secret sins. Here's here's what I fell into. Here's what I got trapped to do. Here's what I willingly chose. Or here I, I got stuck in this. Oh, God, break me free. Set me free. I receive it. And listen, your life will change. So uh, it's David is saying, David is one that wrote this. So David knows what he's talking about. David was a man like you and I that missed it, blew it, fell. <laughs> I mean, he he committed adultery, had uh, the one he committed adultery with, her husband killed, uh, and he was God's chosen man to be on the throne. He made it in the book. He wrote a lot of the book because he said, cleanse me from secret faults. He didn't say, but you know, God, if I if this hadn't happened to me, then I wouldn't have ended up doing it. He said, no, cleanse me. It's not, I can't pray, cleanse, cleanse mama back there, cleanse this person that, that did me wrong. No, it's my, it's my sin. It shows me he kept pressing towards the He, he did. It's because David had a heart after God. And so he kept pressing in. He said, he owned it though. He said, cleanse me. And then he gave it to God. Cleanse me from this sexual immorality. Cleanse me from this adultery. Cleanse me, Lord, from the addiction to drugs and alcohol. Cleanse me, O oh God, for this uh, lawlessness. Keep, and listen, he says, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have Deliver. dominion over me. Yeah. It's a chosen sin. Presumptuous sin is a deliberate act. Listen, there's... There, you know, there's iniquity, sins, trespasses, and all these different things. But there's like this sin, okay, I missed it today, I misspoke, I blew it. But then there's an ongoing lifestyle of sin. And you my friend... Me, so I'm going to offend you and I'm mm -hmm. going to offend everybody else. As mm -hmm. an example, I'm going to be I'm gonna be something I wasn't created to be because you were Yeah, right. That's an ongoing deliberate sin. Yeah, or... I'm, I'm just believing that God will give me grace and I can keep on, you know, having this affair. It's a deliberate chosen you act. You love that person right. and they love me and it right. doesn't matter what my vows are. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, or what the word says. Mm -hmm. I mean, these, these are things, these are messes we get ourselves in. Okay. None of us are above it, Justify folks. Things all over the place. None, none of us are above that. I mean, the, take heed lest you fall. <laughs> you know, let a man examine himself, you know, to, don't think that you are not above it because we are, we're all flesh. But there's that choice to not stay in deliberate known sin, a choosing a lifestyle of sin. There is that choice. And so David is saying, cleanse me from secret faults and uh, errors and keep me back. Keep me back. Hold me back. Let your word be a barrier between me and that sin. Let your Holy Spirit that leads and directs keep me from falling in that pit. Keep me, your servant, back from presumptuous sins. And let's see what it says in the um, verse 12 and 13 of the Amplified. Who can discern his lapses and errors? Clear me from hidden and unconscious faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not to have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless. I shall be innocent and clear of great transgression. Keep me from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me is what the New Living says. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. And so that, that presu presuming it's okay. And it, here, here's what happens. 
so often is the Holy Spirit in an air will, will very quietly begin to speak to you. There's a better way. Don't go there. Don't be having those conversations with that person. Don't put yourself in that position. Don't go to those places. Uh, do, do what my spirit is telling you. Here's what, my, here's what the opposite is. Here's the exchange for that in the world, the exchange of behavior. Uh, don't have that desire in your heart. Don't harbor that hate, uh, an offense. And he'll begin with this little still, small voice beginning to convict you. And, and it's like that tuning the ear to hear the still, small voice and responding and obeying then. Let me tell you something. If you respond and obey then and turn around, the consequences so many times are averted. The, 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 if you obey the warning, this whole chapter we've been talking about 19 is instructions and laws and uh, regulations for life and legislation. If you obey up front, now what did he say? First of all, now, now I want you to get the progression in this whole chapter, okay? First of all, he's talking about how the heavens preach the word, okay? Heavens even preach it without a word. And then he, he goes into all the different names about the statutes, the command, all the different names for the word, which is the law, the statutes, the commandments, the judgments, all these things, the testimony. He talks about it and at what these things will do for your life, how they'll give you understanding, instruction. Uh, they are like sweet. Uh, he, so it's the heavens declare it. It's the, all the different names telling you the benefits of that name if you will get under it and yield yourself to it. And if you will allow that, then what does he say? You're warned by them, you're instructed by them. Then he, after the word, then he goes into cleansing. See, the word will help bring you into that cleansing, the washing of the water of the word. And so he's saying, cleanse me, purify me, keep me back from presumptuous sins, sins that I just... I've just made up my mind now. It started as a little bitty thing. There was a sweet little whisper of the Holy Spirit instructing me, guiding me, loving me, telling me that's not the way. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Turn, go the other way. It's a sweet voice, and it gets louder and louder. And you, you, you can choose to ignore and ignore, and you start to have, you build up a tolerance to it, and you're not hearing it like you were, and the next thing you know, the enemy's coming with a seducing spirit, it's okay, uh, it's all right, uh, just the grace of God will cover that, you can continue in that behavior, you're not going to have consequences, uh, and then you, you get immune, listen, let us never, help us God to never get immune to the whispers of the Holy Spirit and the whispers of the Word of God. I don't want God to have to shout at me. I've had a few times where I've held in, heard in the Spirit because I was, there was one particular thing, and it wasn't that I was in a sin. It was just that I was wanting to make sure that I was hearing God, and I kept one more one more confirmation, God, one more confirm, one more time, until he almost literally had to shout at me and said, you're going to miss your window of opportunity if you don't obey me now. And so I was like, okay, God, I'm doing it now. And because I did then, that window of opportunity had not closed, and God has brought me into greater things. But I... It's, I don't want God to have to shout at me. I want my ear, my spirit to be tender, to be pliable, to be listening, listening, to be yielded, to say yes, to be available, 
to invite that voice, to obey that voice, to allow that voice to shape me and direct me and warn me and instruct me and be the boundaries for my life and be the building materials for my life so that I can be a sanctuary for God and house the glory and the power and the anointing and the giftings of God to take to a lost and a dying and a hurting world. That's what I want. And so we invite him, Lord, show us where our secret faults are and our hidden sins and our our errors and our presumptions are. Presumptions, it's okay when it's really not okay. And so that we do not become immune to it and allow that that to deafen and drown out the Spirit of God. After a while, you know, you just can't even hear the Spirit of God correctly. And sometimes we kind of say, well, I'm not going to do it. No, no. And we kind of bow our neck and, and we know we get a stiff neck and, and hard of hearing. But God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying is to us specifically. And so... Uh, let that voice of God speak. He said, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not, listen, let them not have dominion, control, manipulation, inspiring me, directing me, speaking to me, teaching me, and telling me what to do. The Bible says in Romans, sin shall no longer exert dominion over you. You don't have to let it. You can just stand up and say, no. Sin will no longer exert dominion over me. I am a child of the living God. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. I have the mind of Christ. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can plead the blood of Jesus, pray the word of God. I mean, we are powerful in Christ through the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and the word of God. We no longer have to give sin a place or a position or a, or a, a voice or a seat at the table in our lives. Say no to the demonic. Say no to those temptations, those drawings, those wounds. Don't even give him a foot. Give him no such foothold in your life. Give him no place. Um, Jane Hansen Hoyt, who is the international president of Aglow, she said, there is a battle for holiness taking place today. The battle is to equip us and make us ready for who we will stand before in the coming days. Listen, we will stand before him. Let us begin to walk in holiness and purity and, and that cleansing now. The last verse here in verse 14, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I've prayed this since I was a little girl. Lord, let your words come out of my mouth. Train me and help me to not allow things that are not in alignment with your words. It happens. It happens at times. But I repent. I repent. I turn around. Right. There's a better way, and I still love you. And and he will give you the words. Yeah, and they forget that he loves them. Yeah. And he allows the enemy to start separating them out because they've gone too far. They think they've gone right. too far. Right. But you have not no, you gone have too not. far. And David is an example right here. He did not go too far right. to experience the love of God. There is nothing in your life that you've done, not one thing, Amen. that has gone too far that you can't come back. All it takes is, I'm sorry, God. Right. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And turn and do it different. Do it better. Yeah, he'll give you the strength. He gives us his word. His word says he gives us the power to do it. So do it better. It'll right. be okay. You've not gone too far. No, and he will fill you up with his words. We're, we're winding down here at the end. It says, let the words, let. It's a permission. That's a permission. I'm going to let. 
those words, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, what I'm thinking, what I'm dwelling on, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Focus your words and thoughts on things that please and honor God. I just wrote that little note under that scripture. Focus your words on, and, excuse me, on thoughts and things that please and honor God. Lord, give us a hunger for your word. Give us a hunger for holiness. Give us a hunger. Let our, what we meditate and think on be holy by, because you are holy. And because you're holy and you're in us, we can walk them out. We can give holiness more of a place. We can give holiness a seat at the table. We can begin to walk in that sanctification. Praise God. It's not your own strength or ability. So, Father, I just pray blessings on the word today that it would accomplish that which it's sent out to do. I pray that it, re, it will not return void. I pray for there, there to be much fruit for the kingdom of God from this word today. And, Father, I just speak life. I pray that the word of God would just be like a fire shut up in their bones. I pray that it would be sweeter than honey. Lord, I pray that they would just hunger for the word of God like a starving man for bread. I pray, Father God, that they would just tune their ears to hear the sweet whispers of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, and that it will, they would allow them to direct and regulate their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. We will see you next week.